Hi, I'm Steve Tucker and I am The Balanced Businessman. Welcome to Mental Badness, A Triumph Over Tribulations, the podcast series. Now today is not an interview, I'm doing things a little bit differently. I'm actually going to do a series of two podcasts which is really challenging people to to rethink. And today I want to talk really around mental health and get people to perhaps rethink how they perceive mental health. It's something that I've uh, certainly done over the last few years and uh, completely changed the way that I look at things. So I want to start off, I guess, with a couple of questions. And my first question is, what do you think of when someone mentions mental health and or mental illness? And the second question is, what do you think of when you think about physical health and physical illness? Now, for me, you know, I used to be in a position where if anyone sort of started talking about mental health, to me, I went straight to things like uh, depression or suicide and perhaps mental disorders. Or even way back to the days when, you know, at at school it was just such a big insult to be called mental and you were this strange person if, if, um, if someone called you mental. And if I look at physical health or physical illness, really where I go to is things like staying fit and trim, um, I guess things like heart attacks, and that's sort of where my, my thinking goes. Now, I guess the thinking really, uh, how we look at mental and physical health is through years of subconscious conditioning, and we're generally directed by things that we see or hear, things that happen in the media, and if you look at the media, a lot of the media when it talks about mental health is it's talking about things like suicide statistics, it's talking about depression, those sorts of things. And from a physical perspective, you've got to admit we are just bombarded with weight loss regimes and diets and again media talk around obesity statistics and those sorts of things. Now with the mental health, I find it really interesting because most people go straight to the extreme, you know, things like suicide and depression, whereby with physical health, we generally think more around the daily stuff. And if you ever hear of a business owner that's committed suicide, so many people, their first thought is that it's possibly due to financial problems. And the reason for this, I think, is that we understand the physical aspect. Now, I can tell you straight off that when I contemplated suicide, I was financially stable. There was there was nothing physically wrong. It was just more the sheer frustration and the feelings that I'd let people down. And, you know, those emotions are incredibly, incredibly powerful things. So I find that a lot of the time when we start to talk about mental health and where we want to try and understand it, we often bring a physical aspect to it, you know, such as a business person, oh, there must have been financial pressure, you know, if they've committed suicide. So why do we go to to the extreme? And 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 especially why do we start to bring physical physical um contributors to mental illness? So why do we we go to financial issues? And I think the reason behind that is because with the physical you can see it, you know, you can touch it, you can feel it, it's right there. Whereas with the mental side of things, it really is hidden, it's inside, it's underneath. And as humans, we have an innate fear of the unknown. You know, there's a fear of what we can't see. 
And if we talk about what we do see in the imagery, especially around mental health, you know, I look back at, at the fact that, you know, uh, several years ago, electric shock therapy was a was a treatment for mental illness. And we've all seen those movies with those mental or, or psychiatric institutions, which are full of zombie-like humans. And mental illness, I think, is something really in the past that was something to be afraid of or, you know, ashamed of. And the, the generations before us grew up in an era where you know, it was a sign of weakness. You didn't show your emotions. You didn't show pain. And that's just the way things were. And I think for many of us, we'll still have parents or grandparents that, that see mental health as, as something that, that's not to be talked about or, or certainly outwardly shown. So I think it's time to rethink. And I challenge you to perhaps rethink how you perceive mental health. And to do that, I really want to perhaps look at the similarities between mental health and physical health and just delve a little bit down deeper into that and really look at it from a, a basics level. Not scientifically, you know, look, at the end of the day, scientifically, there is links uh, between mental health and physical health. And certainly mental health can can start to show through physical symptoms, but I'm not going into that. I'm going right back to the basics. So... <laughs> If we look at physical health from a real base perspective, you know, if we get a scratch, what do we do? You know, we get a scratch. Yeah, it hurts a little bit, but often we'll just leave it and it will heal itself over over time. We might decide to treat it. We might put a plaster on it. We might protect it. We might clean it. But again, it heals over time and we just let it heal. Now, if we compare that back to the mental, and I, I guess the similarity, or, or if we look at the scratch from a physical, a minor type of mental injury might be something considered, let's say it's an insult, right? Where, where someone says something, we take it personally, we consider it to be an insult. Now, emotionally, it hurts a little bit, right? So just like the physical scratch, it hurts a little bit. And we may just decide to ignore it and let it heal, right? Same as the physical. Or we think about it, we decide that we need to protect ourselves, so perhaps remove ourselves from, from that environment or that person for a bit. But again, it will heal itself. It might take a little bit longer, but it will heal itself over time. So if we come back to that scratch from a physical perspective, what happens if we keep taking the scab off that? You know, what if we keep scratching it over and over again? So in that instance, it might get infected. We can choose to ignore it. If we ignore it, then pretty soon it may become infected and inflamed. We might, you know, have a little bit of pus happening there. It becomes really sore. We might have high temperatures. And we probably get to the point where we cannot ignore it or hide it, right? And hide it's the key. It's there for people to see and possibly smell if it's that badly infected. And eventually we see a doctor and we take steps towards healing it. So, like the physical with the mental, if it keeps happening, then it grows, right? So if we keep getting that insult from that person and it's repeated over and over again, I, I think we can actually start to believe it. We feel really emotional, probably sad. Our emotions go into overdrive. But the difference between the physical and the mental is it's pretty easy for us as humans to hide or mask those emotions and keep them inside. You know, there's nothing tangible for people around us to see or feel. 
It's just you as an individual that feel like rubbish internally. And what can happen is those emotions build and build and build until boom. Now, this all started from a simple insult. So really what I'm saying here is that, you know, the physical and the mental, they can both start really small and build over time if we if we don't remove ourselves or or protect ourselves from it happening again and we just leave it to to grow and become bigger and bigger and bigger. So a scratch from the physical or an insult on the mental side of things can both turn into something serious. But my take is, is that with the mental, it, it is way harder for us as a third party, you know, for an external person, whether that's a family member or a partner or whatever. It's so much harder for us to see what's going on on the mental side of things. There is often nothing to see or hear or feel or touch. It is hidden. And unfortunately for mental health, it can start to show through physically. And that's where it can really become devastating. I guess the worst case scenario of that is our mental health or our mental illness gets to the point where we're physically looking to remove that, remove ourselves from, from the environment and perhaps looking at considering things like suicide. So, you know, it's, it is devastating. But at the end of the day, just like the physical, we can get to the point with the emotional side of things where it does build and build and build, but we can still step in. We can still look to get treatment and and recover from it. And I think that's where so many people um, don't really think around the fact that you you know you can recover from both the physical and the mental. Now let's not be silly about it. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that every insult is going to become a major issue, but what I want people to understand is that just like physical illnesses, there's also degrees of mental illness. Our, our mind and body are generally pretty good at healing, but even the little things can become a big deal. And I want to come back to those past perceptions of being mental of those psychiatric institutions, you know, the electric shock treatment. And I've had family members, you know, grandparents that were submitted to electric shock therapy, and it scares the hell out of me. But, you know, these were antiquated perceptions or antiquated ways of treatment. And let's face it, they weren't the result of a small insult. Um, you know, there was probably bigger mental health concerns going on there. But let's not forget that also with physical medicine, the forms of treatment in the past have been disturbing, but have changed so much over the years. You know, if you look back, I think it was the 1920s where cigarettes and smoking were actually promoted as a cure for asthma. Now, we understand nowadays that, that physically that is completely the wrong thing to do. So I think that mental health has also come a long way. We understand that perhaps, you know, that shock treatment and the way it was um, the way it was used perhaps isn't the right thing today but you know both have had really mundane and antiquated uh, methods of treatment in the past now I'll admit that when I was going through tough times I certainly did not want to admit to having a mental illness and, and I guess this was for the above reasons is to me it was seen as a weakness. I didn't want to be labeled as 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 mental or to show those weaknesses. And I guess in saying that, I mean, how wrong was I? Um, 
this perception nearly led me to committing suicide. And if I had actually stepped back and had worked through and started to to heal so much sooner and look at look at things differently, then you know I I probably wouldn't have got to that point of going of going boom and 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 contemplating suicide. And I guess really one of the things that as I started to work through things, I I looked at mental health and for me personally I I changed it from mental health to emotional health and I talked around to myself. I talked really around my emotional health when I was when I was talking through things in my own head. And you know, I think that's a huge part of it is that so much of mental health starts with emotions. And at the end of the day, it's not sustainable to to expect everyone to start calling it emotional health, and there's way more to it than that. Um, so I do have to talk about mental health. I'm certainly not going to change the world into into calling it emotional health and replacement of mental health. But that's just one of the things that I use to actually help my help myself through it. You know, was to understand that for me, and it was emotional response, and it was the emotions that were going on that I needed to to work through. The other thing that I developed is that in business, I talk about the the tiers of business owners. Now, that's an acronym. So T is for trigger, E is for emotion, A is for action, and R is for remedy. And this actually relates to how we deal with those daily, weekly, monthly tribulations or ups and downs in business. And it's from a mental health perspective. Now, if you can imagine a, a circle or a clock face, and at 12 o'clock is, is the T, and the T is for the trigger. And at 3 o'clock, we've got the E for emotion. At 6 o'clock down the bottom, we've got the A for action. And at 9 o'clock, we've got the R for remedy. Now, in life, there's triggers, right? So when we look at things from a mental health perspective or emotions or whatever, then there's something that triggers us. And that trigger then creates an emotional response. So if we look at business, for instance, it might be that we have um, a staff member resign, a key staff member resign, and that's the trigger. And the emotional response as a result of that is that we we might feel angry, we might feel let down, we might feel disappointed, we start to stress around income in the business and all those sorts of things. Now, to deal with that, we then need to perhaps look at committing an action to make sure that that doesn't happen again in the future. And hopefully that action then provides the remedy. Now, if we don't get the remedy, then potentially we face that trigger again. And we might suddenly find that we've got more staff members um, resigning. And again, we we have another an emotional response. Now, the problem is, is if, is if the circle continues, then each time we get a trigger, our emotional response becomes bigger the action required to fix it or remedy it becomes bigger and we go round and round in circles. Now the problem is is if we if we don't break that cycle and we do keep going around in those circles that are getting bigger and bigger, then we potentially reach the point where we go boom. And for me, my boom was actually comp- contemplating suicide. Now, if I'd actually taken the time to reflect on this and get a handle of what was going wrong, I could have stopped the cycle of tears well before the boom. Thankfully, um, I was able to heal from the boom. 
again, just as you can from a physical boom, such as a heart attack, you can heal. And that's really what, again, I want to stress to people is, you know, you can get to that end point and still come back from it. So mentally, we can also heal and recover from a major trauma or major and sudden trauma, just like we do from the physical side of things. So if you think of a physical a trauma that just is a, a sudden thing. It might be that we're involved in a car accident, we break some bones, we have some internal injuries, etc. Now, yes, we might have some time where um, we're in hospital, we're in a cast, we've got we've got treatments going on, but physically we can heal from that. And for some, a major trauma mentally or emotionally could be the sudden um, and unexpected death of a loved one. Now, we can work through this and heal. For me, I had a sudden and unexpected um, emotional trauma when I was literally told by my business colleague that I needed to, literally, excuse my language, go and get my fucking head sorted. Now, this was after I had healed from contemplating suicide, and I'd opened up because I thought it was a really um, important thing that my business partner understood what I had been through. And, to, you know, to receive that, um, you know, that that message that I needed to go and get my head sorted, you know, it really felt like um, like a knife through the heart, you know, it, it emotionally absolutely floored me. Um, you know, they'd been really, really supportive of me in the past and, you know, to suddenly have it turned on me um, just absolutely floored me. It blew me away. Now, that has left a, a a major scar on me, just like a physical injury can leave a scar, but it is fading over time. It's not something that I'll ever forget, and I'm not sure I'll ever forgive, but I do appreciate that it was said in anger, but it could have been a lethal blow, and if I hadn't been fully healed from, from you know, that that build-up of my mental health and where I got to the boom and contemplating suicide. You know, if I hadn't worked through that, then that could have been the end, you know. I I could have gone and done something silly at the end of the day. But I did survive, and I want others to survive because the devastation that's left behind is truly immense and absolutely tragic. So both physical and mental illness have have degrees of severity, you know, from a minor scratch on the physical through to a, an insult on the mental side, and right through to the other other end of the scale where, you know, there's sudden trauma such as such as a car accident that obviously we weren't expecting from a physical perspective, or the sudden death of a loved one from a from an emotional perspective. But at the end of the day, both of those are okay and are acceptable. They're not something to be scared of or afraid of, and we can heal from both of them. You know, if we're hurt by an insult, that's actually okay, and it's certainly okay to do what you personally need to do as part of your healing process. That's my take on it. You know, it's okay to have an extreme emotional reaction to a sudden trauma such as death of a loved one, and again, you know, it's, it's okay to do what you need to do to heal. The trick is, is that the healing process is so different for each of us, and it obviously varies depending on the severity of the illness at the time. You know, I, yes, I talked to some people, but I never opened up around 
the fact that I was contemplating suicide. I talked with people about the some of the smaller things that were frustrating me and that were adding up. And, you know, I also, as part of my healing process, wrote a lot of poetry because that had just allowed me to express my feelings. And trust me, some of that is is pretty dark. But at the end of the day, it's about what works for you and and finding what what that process is. You know, I have looked at things like medication and I'm I'm certainly not saying don't go down that line, but for me I found that it wasn't it wasn't the right thing. So, you know, you've got to you've got to do your research. You've got to look at yourself and understand where you're at and find out what treatment from a physical perspective is right for you because it's that's where it's so different from the from the physical side of things is you know generally from the physical side of things we can see what's going on doctors can make a call and you know the treatment is generally pretty similar for for each of us so if you are under extreme stress in your business and you're feeling frustrated or you're suffering from anxiety or depression you're just not happy and someone you know asks you how business is growing can I please ask people to drop the facade and that standard answer of it's great thanks. You know, I want people to be open and honest, tell it like it is. And, you know, if that means saying, hey, shit, it's tough at the moment, I am so fed up, then say that because that is a step in the process of healing. You know, that might initiate a conversation with the person where, you know, you get a little bit of healing out of it because let's face it, at the end of the day, if a mate rings us up and asks how how you are, and the day before yesterday you broke your leg. You would tell them that, right? You you wouldn't keep it a secret. And there's no difference. It's just the fact that you cannot see, hear, or touch the mental side of it, right? People can't see that you're going through stresses in the business, and that actually, you know, you're laid up on the couch with uh, with an ice pack on your head, you know. That they can see you're on the couch with your broken leg, but at the end of the day, there's no difference. So I just ask people to be open and honest. I know it's hard. I absolutely know it's hard. And I still, to this day, fall into that trap of someone says, oh, how's it going? How's business? Oh, great, thanks. Right? So it's just about starting to think about it and make some little changes. So do you need to th- rethink and adjust your perceptions of mental health and illness? As I said earlier, I certainly did because I used to have a fear of it. I, you know, I was scared of mental health and what it actually meant. Now, in wrapping up, please, if you are suffering in silence, please, please, please reach out to someone for help or do some research on different things that you can do to help yourself. You know, if you are stuck on where to get support, Google is a powerful thing, you know, if you put in mental health support into Google and hit search, you will get plenty of support options, so give one a try, just continue or at least start on that healing journey, because just like physical health, with mental health, you can heal from it, understand there's different degrees of it, but at each level, you can come back, you can heal.
Thanks for listening and above all, thanks for not judging. Please understand these are my views and you are more than welcome to think differently. I'm Steve Tucker and I am The Balanced Businessman. If you wish to find out more about The Balanced Businessman, please go to www.bbusinesseducation.co.nz.